And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog, back in the nest with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. I'm excited. Sleep Dog is back. Uh, guys, we got a great pod, and I'm happy to be back in the nest. I uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. Here, Sleep Dog and Pablo, I'm ready. Guys, you know what? Me and, um, you know what I have that Carl Malone doesn't? Charles Barkley doesn't? John Stockton doesn't? A hog? No, no, no. no I, got a, I got a ring. Um, yeah, guys, I'm. Uh, we're going to get into our wedding. We're gonna get my honeymoon. Not not like we're gonna get we're gonna get in the you know the basics of the honeymoon. Uh, UNC non-conf basketball schedule. Football kicks off August twenty seventh. UNC uh, will be there. Night game gonna be electric. Uh, Deshaun Watson six game suspension just happened earlier today as we're recording. We'll talk a little bit about that. Open practices on our list. I don't even remember what. Oh, that's about football. I was about to say, I don't know what it is. Some dude jumped out of a plane, fell out of a plane, might have been murdered, might have just jumped, might have thought he was going to die in a plane crash, might have made a fateful decision. The other dude just sort of skidded across the runway, got off, cut, scraped some bruises. Weird situation, but it's here in Raleigh. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Bill Russell passed away, um, and Kevin Rant still uh, a net. And we can talk some about that and the Kyrie thing. We got a lot of stuff we could talk about. Chances are we'll get to about 12% of it. So um, I don't know, man. I guess we'll just kick it off, dude, with uh, with the the elephant in the room, which was big sleep dog getting married, man. This was it was a crazy. Uh, so we did it at the Umstead. It's a nice hotel here in Raleigh. And the big Hulk was one of our groomsmen. Um, and it was a. A wonderful day for many reasons, all seriousness. But uh, man, there's some great stories come out of it too. And my first like memory, I was thinking about this this morning, is like, dude, we're on the dance floor, and I, I mean, listen, this is one of them weddings where I was like trying to make sure I didn't drink too much, but then at a certain point, I was like, I'm gonna keep drinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all I remember is is just being in the middle. And looking over at the side, and they were doing the shout thing, you know, where everybody puts their hands up, and, and Tyler is just living it. I mean, and he is, with his arms in the air, is fucking four feet taller than everybody else, and he just has a stupid fucking grin on his face, just opening his hands and shit, not moving, just like opening his hands up and down, and I was fucking losing it, dude, and everybody, you could see, it was like everybody was up to Tyler's knees. It was hilarious, man. We were all just fucking sweating. DJ, D, shout out DJ Bun. Um, I think he said he's going to start listening to the podcast. So I'll know now if he does, does for real, because he'll hear me shout him out. I mean, he was awesome. We had a great time. Um, the whole crowd was great. Everybody that came was great. It was some, some, uh, what was, what, <laughs> man, there's some good stories. What, uh, what do you remember, Big Hawk? Man, it was a great night for the Statens. I was glad to be there, be part of it. And it was, uh, the, the dance floor I knew, um, it was exciting, and I really like that. the The main thing I take away is the shout song. I listen. That is a that is a must if you're oh, having a wedding a, party, whatever. Bridge and generation. Oh, dude, just bring that on. It gets the people going. Um, man, it was a great night. Obviously, celebrating you guys, but uh, meeting everyone's family, uh, especially <laughs> your dad, was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, your mom, the picture uh. me and your mom took. Um, you know, sometimes you know you're tall and then you don't really 
I'm just so used to it. And then I see the difference in the picture. Uh, that was really funny. But hey, it was great meeting uh, uh, your guys' family. It was a great night. And I was glad I could get out on the dance floor and move it a little bit. Sleep, I knew it was going to be a, a great night. Um, right when the song came on for everyone to get onto the dance floor, everything kind of wrapped up. Sleep looked at me and said, here we go. And slammed his drink. <laughs> and I just had a full whiskey right in front of me. And I said, night, night, slammed mine. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. So first of all, my mom is 4'11". 411. And and really, I don't even think she's that tall. Um, and so that was funny. Like, I mean, Tyler, like, she's like an armrest. And... Uh, <laughs> But the best part for me, so my dad was my best man. And my dad's never worn a tuxedo before, I don't think, in his life. I think we got married and wore like a leisure suit. Some shit looking like out of the Bee Gees or something, right? And uh, so he's not, my family, this is a black tie wedding. And that says a lot more about, you know, how, um, you know, charismatic and, and, and uh, you know, just elegant i guess is the word i'm looking for mary's side of the family is mine i mean i was into it but my family i was so worried my family was gonna show up with you know a tank top on or something right <laughs> so I, we come in we're doing all this shit you know got all this and it's stressful like it doesn't get stressful everybody asked if i was nervous i was like no i'm not i'd be nervous i didn't want to do this but i was it was i was really excited but then like when i got there it's like three o'clock in the afternoon then I started getting stressed out because, you know, you got a schedule to keep. There's all these people that you paid a lot of money. There's photographers, there's videographers, there's the wedding people, there's the, these people, the, that people, the flowers, the this, hairdress. Anyway, I told everybody in group text, I was like, make sure you eat lunch because, you know, they keep telling me, like, make sure you tell these guys to eat lunch because you're going to be here early and be drinking, blah, blah, blah. And then Dustin, one of my, my main, you know, my guy, I'm like, hey, man, I'm headed over at like 2.30. He's like, what are we going to do about lunch? And I'm like, motherfucker, dude. Like, so he gets there, hadn't had lunch. And I don't think anybody else ate lunch either. But of course, Big Hawk brought lunch because he always does that. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, we're like, they're like, hey, we got to take some pictures and this, that, and the other. And Dustin's at the bar ordering a lobster roll, right? Like 45 minutes later, he comes back, you know, and I'm just like, oh, so anyway, we get done with all of it. We go through and we're standing there and I'm like, I'm good. I'm just like stressed out, but I'm not like nervous. And then we get in the hallway. And the best thing I can tell you is like <clears throat> one time, so I played baseball when I was young, right? And then uh, there was a long period that passed before I played baseball again. And I got to throw out a first pitch at the Durham Bulls game. And I'll never forget just like cruising out there to the mound. Everything's good. And then I turned around and that fucking plate was a lot farther away than I remember it being, right? And I was like, holy shit. I, and you know, you're at Durham Bulls game. There's like 1,800 people there and like 18 of them are paying attention. But you feel like you're in damn Yankee Stadium and everybody's going to laugh at you. I got down that thing and I, I got in that hallway and I looked around the corner and I'm telling you, dude, the uh, altar, so to speak, the figurative altar because we were in a yard, literally looked like it was a mile away. And I was like, bro. And it was hot, hot, hot. Like, And I'm just sitting there like, then I started to panic and um, I made it. I literally am standing up there the whole time just trying not to lock my knees <laughs> but i was worried like in my mind i was like if i unlock my knees there was no like just comfort level i just felt like if i unlock my knees i would like be bent over so i was like struggling with that in my head i thought i was gonna pass it was up 500 degrees outside but we get done and everything's cool we're doing all these pictures right i'm getting somewhere here and 
as soon as I come around the corner, you know, they're going to do the intros for the wedding party into the, I mean, this place was fucking nice in there, dude. They did not miss a beat. The, 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 what do you call it? The rehearsal ballroom was incredible. I bitched and complained about a lot of wedding planning. And then when we got, and I didn't have to do <laughs> but about 4% of it. But when we walked into that place, I was like, now I understand. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and the first thing I see is my dad in a fucking Hawaiian shirt and some like Skechers shoes. He's already taken the tuxedo off. And this is when like the tuxedo is like most appropriate for the dinner party. And Mary, I, I walk around the corner with my new wife and she's like, I'm, I'm like so satisfied that I've made it through this thing without fainting in front of everybody. First thing I see is this is like side view of my dad and like a Tommy Bahama. My dad's a big dude too. And he's like in a Tommy Bahama shirt. And I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And Mary's like, it's okay. Like, and, and it was the role reversal, <laughs> right? Like I'm like the one that's trying to tell her all the time. Like, dude, you're freaking out about this. Like chill everything. And she, and then she's like, it's going to be fine. I'm like losing it. And everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. Everybody thought it was the coolest thing ever that he just literally wore a Tommy Bahama shirt to this wedding that cost bukus of money. Right, I got I got redneck family that I'm worried they're gonna show up literally in in like a jeans, and it's my dad, the best man that's in a a shirt that looks like he bought it straight out of like Margaritaville. Um, God, dude, I'll never. But I'm so glad he did it now in hindsight because I'll never forget it. Believe me, it is always the. It always seems like there's somebody in the family that is so comfortable that you you're kind of on edge. And it happens to be my older brother. And this is like a whole nother dynamic. The wedding was beautiful, uh, by the way. The ballroom was unbelievable. And I remember just sitting down and I looked and I, like, there were so many flowers there. And I reached across the table and I was like, are these real? And there were real flowers. It was beautiful setup, uh, very well done. But like, there's people that get mad at people for wearing pajamas to the grocery store at like <laughs> one or two in the afternoon. Um, and you're just walking through the grocery store. This was, <laughs> God, this is, uh, someone was telling me about this. This is, uh, this is kind of random, but, uh, yeah, I remember. So, uh, someone was like, yeah, I, don't, I just can't stand it when people wear pajamas in the grocery store. And I thought about it. I was like, why in the hell would somebody, I don't wear pajamas at my house. Yeah. Like did you just roll up out of bed at two in the afternoon, um, and go to Walmart, Harris Teeter, whatever. And I'm like, man, that is a great point. Who does that? Some and people. My brother, he will roll up 6 p.m. <laughs> he doesn't care. He will roll to any Outback. grocery store. Outback. <laughs> he will go to a nice meal, pajama. Yeah. And uh, God, my mom, oh, man. That's the first thing I thought about. But no, your dad, man, that was just him being him. <laughs> and it was great. Your dad, your dad was just as I imagine the way you told me about him. Relaxed, funny dude, just just himself. Your mom, super sweet. Yeah, um, you know, done. I don't think it's possible to talk as much as your dad. But, nope. Uh, she's she's more on the from. quiet edge. But yeah, yeah, it's great, dude. The funniest part too is so I had a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. It's the first Ooh. nice bottle that I got, and that was our thing for the for the uh, you know the the boys while we we're getting ready. And it was in like it's cool like boardroom. You know, we got plenty of, plenty of space. And it's a lot B guys, and you know, ain't a heavy hitter. But uh <clears throat> we're sitting there and like I open it and 
my dad has had some health issues and recent, you know, like, like borderline damn died on us. Uh, he's great now, but he doesn't drink much anymore. He's not supposed to, doesn't really, never really did to begin with, but like I look over and this is three, four in the afternoon. So we still got two hours to get down the aisle here. And I look over and my dad has poured like a four finger fucking Pappy Van Winkle. And I'm like, bro, you got to chill because <laughs> you'll be the one that make it. It's going to get hot out there, dude. And um, anyway, so we're like, we're, you know, we're drinking that thing down. I had to keep one eye on him. And then he took the bottle, uh, took it home with me. I'm like, motherfucker, dude, I was going to keep that. So anyway, he's going to sell it on. If you see it on eBay, you know, maybe, maybe throw a bid on it and get it back to me. You but. guys want to see whiskey go fast. You just open a bottle of Pappy. <laughs> Everybody has never drank whiskey. Yeah, like out. raccoons on a fucking <laughs> trash can, man. It was everybody gathered around. That shit was gone quick. And then the worst part of the whole day, like everything was was incredible. Worst part of the whole day is I have my drink sitting on like a cocktail table while I'm getting my picture taken. And when I look back to go get it, the, the guy, the server had come and get it and throw it away. Oh. I was like, motherfucker. But anyway, I mean, it was like the dude's doing his job. He didn't know. And um, anyway, that was that was it. And so many funny, um, funny just outtakes from it. Um, best yeah, I mean, dude, I could keep going, but nobody gives a shit because they don't, they don't know. But um, anyway, great day, and uh, we got, I got pretty hammered, man. Um, thankfully, we did like whole dinner because I was, you know, needed to eat. My buddy Bo, he doesn't like rare steak, so I found out later. <laughs> he was just texting me right now. Bo, it's a fillet. All right, the food was good. Like mm-hmm. it's incredible. And Bo doesn't like rare steak, and they wouldn't take his steak back, which is like medium. It's a fillet. I mean, it's 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 cooked perfectly. He made he they wouldn't take it back and and cook it more. So he had him bring him a basket of dinner rolls and a thing of ranch dressing. He's like a child. Um, I was like, so you have all these you know all these storylines. Um, but we got out of there. We went on our honeymoon. Honeymoon was awesome. We was like it's a private island. Cookie review came from there. Uh, got eaten up with uh, mosquitoes. Mary keeps telling me I got the monkey pox, but not true. Don't have those. Um, have you been tested? I have not been tested. Okay. I don't need to well, be tested sleep, because Google uh, knows that I don't me and have Pablo. A, we're, we're very vulnerable right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> you guys better watch out. I'll give you a hug before you get out of here. You don't act right. Um, I've been hanging around camp, so I'm good yeah, chance you, I've already got yeah, the antibodies. Yeah, he got them <laughs> built up. And got the immune system kicking. Anyway, yeah, I'm married now, guys. So uh, it's been great and great first week, and um, now we start getting back to the reality um, of. You know, now we're moving in. Can I ask you a question? Has your life changed since you've been married? I'll tell you what, dude. I'll be 100% honest with you. And there's a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast that have been married for a long time. I'm going to laugh at my answer here because they're like, yeah, buddy, just wait. Um, It's not, it's it's almost surreal because you're sort of like, you're with somebody and now you're like, let the government get involved with it. And you're Mm -hmm. just sort of official. Oh, by the way, we don't even know if our marriage is official because Brian, another groomsman, was uh was torched before we got started just signed the witness statement on one copy so we got one copy where two witnesses are different from the other copy where we have two other and everybody's freaking out so we might have to after all is that my guy the most interesting oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, dude (laughs) yeah tyler at one point said man i ain't sure how you're still standing all the stuff you got flowing through your system right now but uh (laughs) man we had it we had an eclectic group man it was it was wild but uh yeah so um 
it's it's kind of weird because you're just like, all right, there's this whole dynamic that exists now, and it's and you know it'll wear off or whatnot. The ring is definitely the hard part because it's just weird. Like if you, I'm not used to wearing shit on my fingers, but um, I was gonna say it's gonna take a little bit to get used to, but all I do is play with it all day. Just yeah, fiddle. I mean, I can't stop. Like I'm a little yeah. OCD about a few things, and and this is one of my. Well, if one minute I'll tell you it's too big, next minute I'll tell you it's too small, and then the next minute I'm. Like maybe we should call nine one one because I think my fingers gonna fall off. You know, get stressed out and some bitch won't come off. But it's it's awesome. It really is. It's a different sort of. Uh, you know, I hope I hope it stays this way. Uh, I'm sure there'll be ups and downs, but it's um it's re- it's been really cool. And uh, Mary and I get along really well, and hopefully we always will. I'm sure she'll tell me if uh, I'm out of line. I'm sure I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll learn to keep my mouth shut if if she's out of line. But um yeah dude it's it's cool it's it's yeah. we've had a lot of fun so far and um it's just weird though cuz you're like there's something different but nothing's different you know mm-hmm. So we'll see, man. No, it was a great night. She, uh, I, I can't wait till she, you uh, it's a great you know, night. she's getting the ball rolling. Let me be a stay at home dad. You know, I was asking if I can get on an insurance bank account and that sort of stuff. And, you know, she ain't really that into cards. We'll, we'll work on it though. Uh, nine conference schedule came out. Apparently uh, I had no idea. I thought that was just part of it. You know how much I love it when the schedule comes out. I mean, what a newsworthy fucking thing to happen. Oh, the basketball team is going to play games. Uh, and here's when they are, and here's where they're located, and here's what time they come on. So uh, I don't know what the what the conference schedule is, so I'll start pulling it up. But are there any notables? I saw that we play Michigan. Like, is that in New York? No, that's an uh, inaugural. Charlotte. That's right. That's right. Uh, inaugural. That's always good. Yeah, that's the uh, December 21st Jumpman oh, hell yeah. uh, Invitational in Charlotte. I think that's going to be a big-time game. Oh, hell yeah. Um, you know, uh, Michigan was a great – well, they were a pretty tough team last year. Yeah. We smacked Solid. them easily in the Smith Center. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Anytime you put Michael Jordan's name on anything, it just ups the stakes. So obviously having the Jumpman logo, both teams sponsored by Jordan, um, and I'm looking forward to that one. But sleep, um, last year – I will always say this about the non-conference – I don't think we handled our non-conference games early well last year. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about we weren't that good on neutral courts. And what I mean by that is I think our one of our best games last year was on a neutral court and we lost to Purdue. I feel mm-hmm. like the kids played really hard. I think they um, – you know, they, they gave it all they had. Purdue was just a better team at that point, and that happens. And I, I, was, I was happy – with the way they fought, regardless of the outcome. And then the next night, you know, they kind of laid down against Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so this year with expectations and the type of hype they're getting, and by the way, you want to be on a team that has high expectations. Mm -hmm. You want to be on a team that has high hype because that's where, you know, you live up to that. Okay. That's, you know, that, that kind of certifies you, but uh, I'm looking forward to this year to seeing how they handle neutral court, non-conference, big-time games. And I think their first game is actually the big-time first non-conference game start um, in the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland uh-huh. over Thanksgiving. And there's teams like Alabama, UConn, Iowa State, Michigan State, Oregon, Portland, and Villanova. So we're going to be tested right away early. 
And I'm really looking forward to that, see what's going on there. And, and we'll figure out right away, um, you know, what type of team we have early. Because all these teams in this Phil Knight tournament, they can win. Mm -hmm. Okay, these are all contenders. And so we're going to be battle-tested early, which I like. And I'm all for uh, having strong you know, non-conference schedules. Yeah, we got at Indiana and the ACC Big Ten Challenge right after that. Then we've got, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, Ohio State. And then, like you said, that Jumpman Invitational in, in, against Michigan. So the game at Indiana will actually be in Bloomington. And I think that will be the first official away game. Yeah. And so uh, Assembly Hall is a very traditionally tough place to play. Uh, they pack that thing and they have a great student section. So I'm really looking forward to that game as well. And I know I'm not sure what type of shape their program is in um, or what they did last year, but you know, you can't ever. <laughs> Um, underestimate when North Carolina comes to any, um, you know, stadium, arena, uh, in the Big Ten, anywhere, they're going to be a packed yep. house and it's going to be tough. And you talk about College of Charleston, we go anywhere, yep. it's going to be slammed. Dude, and you talk about, too, you go to the Phil Knight Invitational, it's in Portland, and the first game we have is at Portland. Now, I don't, I don't know that Portland is necessarily that good, but weren't they in the tournament at one point, like recently? Like, I don't think they're a bad team. And when you start going places like at Portland in a big event like this, I mean, this is their sort of March Madness, so to speak. You know, so these are the types of games that creep up on you. Then you could wind up with Villanova next. Uh, they play the winner, I, I assume, or loser, whoever we you know get to of Iowa State or or Villanova, and then we could run into um, you know some others in that. And that, I, what I assume, is a championship game. I would like to see us play uh, Velanova um, really early on. Oh, yeah. Because I think Velanova is uh, – who's their head coach that just stepped down? Jay Wright. Jay Wright. I think he's done – he did an unbelievable job building that program. Him, yeah. And they were – I don't know what you'd classify them as like a mid-major now or whatever, but they are every year a contender, and I think – they started becoming when these kids started doing the one and dones. Mm -hmm. Velanova to me is a school that took on guys and then watched them grow. And then, you know, while other kids were one and done and kind of in and out real quick, they had four year guys. So they got a lot of leadership. Uh, the kids worked great chemistry. And I, I, I think that paid off for them in the tournament and it made Jay Wright look really well um, the way he coached that, but he had a good thing going and I'm going to be interested to see if his progress keeps going in Villanova and his presence uh, is still there in some capacity because they become a hell of a program. Yeah. I'm trying to find the, the um, current NBA players. Yeah. I was going to say Jalen Brunson, Mikel Bridgers, Sadiq Bay. Josh Hart, Kyle Lowry, Robinson Earl, DiVincenzo. So like literally every they only have seven players in the NBA right now. And and Robinson Earl is like super young. I don't really know that. I got I get way too many of his rookie That's cards. That's pretty good by the way, seven. Yeah, but all their guys too are like above average players. Like Sadiq Bey dropped 50 last year. I mean, I think he's going to be a good player. Mikel Bridges is like defensive player of the year. Jalen Brunson just signed a, a like major deal with the Knicks. I ain't sold on that, but still. Uh, DiVincenzo, I think he just got traded to the Warriors. Josh Hart, uh, named my – hell, I named my fantasy basketball team after that guy. Um, 
Kyle Lowry, obviously everybody knows him. And, you know, so they got great. I mean, I think if you look at any of these guys, they might not be the best NBA players, but they're really good and they're, they, they've got staying power. And on a college team, you got to think like, I didn't know Sadiq Bay. I didn't know Mikel Bridges went there. Um, I just don't pay that much attention to these but guys. But Jeremiah Robinson, uh, Earl, I think his dad played for Coach Williams at Kansas. Really? Uh, he took a visit to North Carolina. I think it came down to us in Villanova. But he was a very – he was like a uh, more modern-day power forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who I think – you know, I like his game. I think he started out with the Knicks somehow, ended up with the Thunder now. But, you know, I expect him to be an all right pro, uh, maybe, you know, be a vet. I think he's very solid. And, That'd be nice. Yeah. Because I got a bunch of, every time I pull a damn rookie card, I'm hoping it's Josh Giddy and it's Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, but look, here's in the draft year, 17 18, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges. Like, no wonder they were so good in the championship, you know, against us. Um, anyway, you know, so I got a good program. And and anytime you got guys like that, especially in recent, you know, you, you got to, I don't know what the hell Villanova is going to look like with a new coach and all this sort of shit, but. Um, they got pedigree. So this this Michigan game, you're right, dude. I can't wait for that. I'm going. Yeah, and you know, sleep. You touched on it real quick. You talk about culture. Once you build winning culture in a mm-hmm. program, uh, that tends to stay around. And I think that's what Jay Wright did. Uh, you saw him. I think he went to back to back. I think they went to the yeah. Final Four this year. Uh, and that culture will stay there. So mm-hmm. I just want to see. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they're going to do. Our conference, all they have right now is home and away. You know, we got home, home and away games against Duke, NC State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Virginia, Wake Forest. We only play at home: Boston College, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Miami. Ought to win all those. And away only: Florida State. That, that's always tough. Louisville's tough. Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Those are tough away games. Um, tough away environments because Syracuse is. Uh, Bayheim's gone though, right? He retired. No, Bayheim's no? still there. All right, so you know they'll be playing the four corners offense for. Uh, week and a half um, is what that game seemed like. It took 24 hours to complete, and we'll either win or lose 51 to 47. Um, but all the other ones are, are pretty, pretty tough matchups. Anyway, I mean, basketball's got all the hype. One of the things I wanted to ask about, it's been a little while since this happened, but I don't think we've talked about it. What do you make of this Gigi Jackson situation? Um, I personally, you know, I think it's a sign of the times. You know, I'm bummed out the kid didn't come. Um, but the thing to me is, is all the, uh, you know, for those of you living under a rock, I mean, Gigi Jackson's best 2023 recruit, we land him and then he decommits. Mm-hmm. There's all these whispers from all these places about why and how and blah, blah, blah. I just try to remember as a fan right now, these kids are like 18 years old and they're in like, hell, I think he must be like 17 if he's trying to come early and they're in the just wild west of college basketball nobody knows what the fuck's going on with the money and this that and the other but here's the one thing i just really don't understand maybe i don't know the rule but it seems like the scholarship that was given to um what's his name that transferred in pete nance seems like that scholarship was given to nance and then jackson wanted to come and the reason why they got disgruntled was because we didn't have a scholarship to give him okay fine i get that but this is 2022 guys are making six seven figures in college nil deals like what the fuck does it matter that you're not on a scholarship so my thing is 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 like i get that a scholarship is still more than the education a scholarship, in, at least as far as I know, is sort of a barometer of how good you are, right? Like that's sort of like, hey, I'm a scholarship player. Um, 
but dude, you're the number one recruit. Like, I mean, I promise you somebody will pay for it, that that one year of school. You're going to come to public university, right? I, I just didn't understand that as a justification for not coming. Yeah, I think uh, that's more of an old school, traditional way of thinking. Uh, if Gigi wanted to come to Carolina, they're going to figure out a way to make sure he's right. on scholarship. Most All scholarships for the basketball team are private funded. So it, none of them come from the school, by the way, if you don't know that. And so what would happen would probably someone would just pay for his uh, his tuition just like they would for a scholarship. I don't know that for a fact. I'm removed from this situation. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, kids, like young kids, kind of like we did, they changed their mind. And yeah. he's entitled to doing what he wants to do regardless of how bad I wish he would be a Tar Heel. Uh, he doesn't want to come here. And so the last thing I want to do is – have somebody on the team that doesn't want yeah, to be here. Hundred percent, so, man. Best of luck to him. <laughs> um, you know, I think there were some outside sources. Maybe mm-hmm. um, you know, some thing he wanted to stay close to family. Whatever the case, but Carolina basketball is going to be Carolina basketball. Yep. One person, one player does not make that program. And so, you know, the last thing, like I said, uh, will be us. And best of luck, Gigi. That's yeah, all I can say. Hundred yeah. percent, man. And all the people out here freaking out. Listen, man. I understand the passion. Appreciate the passion. That's what makes being Carolina basketball fans so much fun. But dude, get the fuck over yourself if you're like that bummed out about this kid. Yeah, he changed his mind, dude. Yeah, it sucks for us, right? Like I'm sure at a in the pantheon of college recruits, some kid changed his mind and came here, right? So look, you got to get over it. And 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 like these all this stuff on social media, dude. I couldn't imagine being alive in an era <laughs> like people just talking shit about this kid. It's like, dude, you. I love to roll the tape on these people leaving these comments and their 17-year-old selves. Anyway, man, yeah, the kid's outstanding player, man. Obviously, you want him to go there. It hurts your feelings, all the things. But, dude, go dominate somewhere. I hope you have a great career. Um, You know, just don't go to Duke because I'll take all the shit back real quick. Um, Even if he does go to Duke, he'll still catch an L. I don't care who Duke has. K, Kalis. We're we're gonna go over there. We're planning on beating that ass again this year. Oh so, damn right, eighty one seventy seven. I'm excited. Baby. About I'm thinking that. about getting a tattoo that says eighty one seventy seven. I'm just not sure. Software update. We don't want that shit. <laughs> T- yeah, fucking. Bob's got it on right now, man. Bob on the knobs has got the t-shirt on right now. Um, been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Bob said. Uh, Deshaun Watson, dude. Speaking of just questionable shit, man. Six game suspension. I don't want to get into like the legality of it. I do. Okay, let's I do will. It. Okay, right. he went to two grand juries. Mm-hmm. Okay, indicted. So, they- by the way, guys, sorry for new listeners. We got Big Hawk here who literally watched C-SPAN of the John Johnny mm-hmm. Depp and Amber Heard trial. This motherfucker is named Big Hawk Esquire. Um, you know, I don't even know. What to say other than, I mean, no matter what kind of trouble you get in, Big Hog will get you out of it. This guy is a certified legal authority. Um, so whatever he's about to say, you know, I would, if you're driving down the street, it's probably a good idea for you to pull the car over, put it in park and sit back and, and, and really listen to what he's got to say. Cause I'm telling you, man, it's going, it's going to save you some money someday. He's Googling it. Okay. So I just want to be, uh, be clear on this. Uh, you see, I told you, man, he's given a legal disclaimer, which is, I mean, you ain't a good lawyer unless you know, like, hey, before I give you this advice, let me hedge and say uh, it might be wrong. So two separate grand juries have found that there wasn't even probable cause to believe he committed a crime. So and that's not to say that these women weren't violated. OK, and that's not to say that 
there wasn't a mistake. But to just simply say without evidence and without probable cause, or um, I just think that if all these women come out and there was an issue, we would hear some facts about it. And that's what I would love to know. If any of these women want to come forward and speak about it or just put out a statement uh, that is credible and somebody can say, yes, this is one of these women, we would like to hear that because I, I always, you know, I understand that he is a public figure and no one should get away with these this stuff if it, if it did happen. But to blindly believe somebody without any evidence is is very difficult for me. And by the way, 23 of the 24 women this has already been settled. And this is just facts. This isn't my opinion. This is facts. And I know that I'm walking on very thin ice right now because I know a society in the times and I don't want to get SHWW canceled. And no way am I standing up for Deshaun. No way. Or I'm saying, no, you women aren't credible. I'm just stating facts. Okay. And I would like to hear more evidence to really make you know, make sense of this. Cause this guy lost a whole year. Mm -hmm. He sit out a whole year, uh, of his professional career. And as a professional athlete, understand how short somebody's career can be. And I, do I think six games is enough? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Do I think it's too much? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I really don't have a hard opinion either way. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, uh, some facts here that we know. And, you know, I, I just feel like if there were substantial evidence that we would hear about it. I think I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I don't even want to touch this with a 45,000 foot pole because, you know, I just don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? The truth is, is if any one of these women is credible, I don't give a shit if it's 24, one, 24,000, like, Dude, you're a fucking criminal. I agree. If you're credible. I 100% agree. agree. Yeah. And here's my other thing is um, this is unacceptable. 24 women, something is going on mm -hmm. here. And so if if I'm the Browns, do I, do I sign Deshaun? Absolutely not because uh, I know the times. And I know – I don't care what time it is, by the way. It, when, it, mm -hmm. when this occurred mm -hmm. way back in the day or today, it's unacceptable. And somebody's got to be accountable – because 24 women, that's two, that's, that's one too many sleep. Yep. And you and, know that. Yeah. And, and what, I know that. Yeah. And what people, but to the contrary, if somehow all 24 of these women aren't telling the truth, then it's unacceptable on the opposite direction, right? The truth is, is like, there's just so much information that no, none of us can verify. Uh, I don't know if, you know, some of this evidence is suppressed, you know, through legal means. The thing that, that, you know, the thing that society doesn't like, is our interpretation of the justice system is that it, def it, it, it it's adequate at rewarding right and punishing wrong, and that's actually just absolutely not true, right? Mm -hmm. You can it, it, the the law is a set of rules, and if you can navigate those rules, the the law does not determine right and wrong. I it's mean, it's not tries a moral to, code, right? It's not values. What it is, it's set. So, okay, here it is. Yeah, and so all I can go to right now, the two things that jump to mind, well, there's three things actually, but the two things that jump to mind are the Epstein thing and the R. Kelly thing. And all I know is that they hammered those two guys. 
they got him. They're done. I mean, obviously Epstein killed himself, and the the, the fallout from that is is unmistakable. On top of, and I'm not saying that the that the fucking Cleveland Browns are the you know the <laughs> brightest bulbs in the box here, but I would have to think that if you feel like two hundred and thirty million dollars in guaranteed money, if you feel like you're gonna make that, I feel like you had to go in and ask the same questions we're asking now, which is like, where is the hard evidence? Because if I see it, I'm out of here. I mean, that's a quarter billion dollars on a guy that's got a scarlet letter. And like, you got to know, you got to have some reasonable belief that, that, that there's more to the story, uh, to make that kind of move. I mean, I don't give a shit how bad you want to win. I mean, a quarter billion dollars, I don't, you know. He still maintains his innocence. Yeah, and I mean, you ha- and that's that's also the ugly reality, sort of of like it doesn't feel good. I feel like the dude's probably done some sketchy shit, um, and probably some stuff that, you know, probably some of those settlements are. Hey, look, man, like I probably did go on the wrong side of what's right and wrong here, and you know, you want to pursue this or we can set, you know, that's what settlements, that's, that's the thing about settlements is you never really know what happened. Right. But mm-hmm. I can tell you what the fucking Netflix and all those dudes, they're circling the water. Them sharks are circling the water right now because if it comes out, they'll find out, you know? And, um, look at the end of the day, th- this is kind of where I fall on the suspension thing is it's like, how are you going to suspend a guy if he's found that he didn't do anything wrong? Um, now again, wrong, legal, different, different conversation. So in a weird way, like, I don't, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't even know what to think. I don't, I'm I do not have an informed opinion. I am all in on the belief that if these women, if even one of them, it was even remotely harmed in this thing, then this dude should be held accountable to the fullest extent because it's fucking wrong. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know the women. I don't know their names. I don't know the stories. I don't know the legal thing. I haven't paid attention to any of this. So I'm just like offering an opinion on something I honestly have no no knowledge of. But at the end of the day, it's like it certainly feels like this dude got away with some shit. L- listen, guys, this is a very difficult topic uh, to talk about. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it, But I will say on its face, without the details, it's very bad. And I think... Um, sometimes when we read these headlines and we see what's going on, we jump to conclusions or we get emotional and then we have a jerk reaction. All I'm saying is if, if he is totally innocent, there's no, like, there's not a lot of empathy towards him, which I'm not asking for any, any amount if he did do this, but I'm just saying, I would like to hear more details, Mm -hmm. period. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of legal reasons too, like that get in the way of us society getting an informed opinion about it, right? And there's legal reasons, then there's like <laughs> just nefarious reasons. So, um, truth is, is like that you know, time will tell whether you know he gets accepted. He's gonna have some shit to deal with. I can promise you, any game that he ain't in Cleveland. Um, so you know, and and, and there's gonna be people that are gonna, um, you know, that are really gonna pursue this if uh, you know. There are going to be people that fight very hard to bring the truth to light. And if they get it, um, you know, all this comes crashing down. You know, I think now the, the, the clock is set. There's six games of NFL timeline for these people to figure out. And, and what I anticipate happening is another shoe dropping before that six game suspension's up. I think somebody else is going to come. They're going to have, maybe they're going to have some facts. 
And uh, and all of a sudden, and if you're the NFL, this is you know that's the last thing you want is the middle of your season. You got oh mm-hmm. boy, here's a new. So um, you know this dude ain't out of the woods. I feel like if he's he's got to be feeling real good right now. I got two hundred thirty million dollars and I just chill for six games. And I'm I mean they suspended fucking DeAndre Hopkins for six games. <laughs> Six games for him what versus he six. He was the PED thing. Oh, okay. See y'all week seven. That's in the title of one of our episodes. So, you know, I, you, who knows? Um, so, hey, you know, football. Oh, I head on the next note. Football starts August 27th. That is the heels um, night game. But I think there's a the Hall of Fame game is this month, too. I think NFL starts getting started here soon. So that means fantasy football. That means we're putting fucking friendships to the test, boys and girls. Can't wait. I think uh, Mac Brown said uh, the football team is criminally underrated this year, Ooh. which I think is hilarious. Gotta love that. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of hype, and that's uh, Mac sells the program better oh, yeah. than anybody, which he should. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I tell you what, those first games never mean shit, really, unless you're a fucking powerhouse. Because then you come out in that first game, and if we beat whoever the hell we're playing, is it A and T, Pablo? I think it's A and T. And if you come out and beat them like 59 to three, then you start to realize like, all right, you know, cause those games don't mean anything except for, is it, is it A and T? It's a Florida A&M. A&M. If you beat the ever loving breath out of somebody, I do think that you can see something from those games, but you know, as uh, I, I can't wait. I'm not going to make any predictions this year cause I made them last year. And, uh, they didn't go so well. Maybe we'll roll the tape on that, Pablo, on these days. And maybe we maybe just leave it alone. But um, yeah, I don't even know who's I I, I gotta get caught up. Yeah, you know, I've been honeymooning and uh wedding in, and I don't even know have they decided on a QB yet. No, I don't think so. One thing I hope doesn't happen is we run the whole fucking season with this whole like, ah, who's gonna start at quarterback today, coach? I mean, as a fan, I just hate that. I, I'm look, dude. <laughs> I'm about as good as a football coach as that chair Pablo's sitting on. But I just, as a fan, I just hate it when you don't even know who your quarterback is. Um, but I feel like I'm, I just root for Drake May because like he's Luke May's brother. A hundred percent. I'm I'm all in on Drake. And I didn't mean I don't like the other dude. I don't know who the other dude is, to be honest with you. Jacoby Criswell. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jacoby that's right. who? Criswell. Griswold? Yeah. <laughs> This is where you come, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, for your hard-hitting uh, Tar Heel gridiron news. Um, open practice. Did you go to open practice? Asleep. I uh, I did not. Seems like I something that you that. would not be very interested in. I did not make that one, um, but uh, I will. Um, I'm, I am open to watching majority of the games this year. Okay. Usually what happens is we get – clawed up at Carolina Inn and I can't I, guys I've had season tickets for three years now and I bet I've been to five games because what happens is the Big Hawk and Cam they get going at the Carolina Inn at whatever time and Cam hates going Big Hawk hates going and I they Big Hawk hates going and I get it because like everybody wants to take a picture and stop you the whole time like you're just sitting in the middle of but like I'm like, bro, I got season tickets, man. Like I want to go, but 
I like hanging out with my boys. So half the time I just wind up not going. I'll never forget the Clemson game was like the big <laughs> hype shit, right? And I was like, guys, come on. And like, no, nah, we're not going. I literally sold my tickets at, at kickoff to a scout. I mean, these tickets are selling for like three, four hundred dollars a piece. And I sell them to a scalper like right outside the Carolina Inn for twenty dollars for four tickets. All four of them. I was like, dude, just give me twenty bucks so I feel, so I can go buy a white claw. Um that won't get you many at uh nah, Carolina Inn. I can get you three sips and uh uh you know, in a bar tab. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have no reason to believe you want to talk about facts. I have no reason other than to look at the evidence and tell you that we ain't going to many games. Um, we can go into it with an open mind, but I over under on attendance is three. Yeah. Um, and I'm going under, I don't think I'll make a game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, our seats are right in front of Pablo. They gave away the damn, this is the second year in a row that they've given away my fucking seats. And then I have to call them and be like, hey, guys. like, And they're like, oh, sorry. It was like, guys, I, you know, I, a willing you know, participant. And, and, and they give away my seats, and I got to like cry to get them back. You got to have first dibs every year. You don't realize you're talking to Sleep Dog. I mean, I don't name drop. I don't call up there and be like, do you realize this is a Sleep Dog on the fucking phone it's here? Like, hey, I bought I, the seats from you last year. Yeah. Like, the least you can do is, hey, do you want to renew? I know. Before they even go public. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Or after. They just that, give me a chance. That's common sense business. Yeah. Business 101. Okay. I mean, damn. Retention yeah. is a strategy. We got a great like, business school. Yeah, no and shit. somebody oh, yeah. over there just talk to the Rams head real yeah. quick. Good Lord. So anyway, uh, no, I didn't go to open practice either. This guy jumped out of a plane apparently the other day. Uh, we got to get into this real quick, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna hammer some cookies. But here in Raleigh, dude jumped out of a plane, and, mm-hmm. and maybe he fell out of a plane. I I sense a conspiracy here. Um, if there isn't one, we're gonna make it one. A guy like uh, they tried to land a plane. This is national news, dude. Um, and it wasn't very fun to hear about the day before you fly home from like basically like on a puddle jumper and then on another plane out of a puddle jumper territory. Um, they don't know whether to jump. They don't know where he fell. All I know is in Fuquay Arena, this dude called the cops, said he heard something land in his backyard and they found a guy back there, which is awful. And, and also, you know, let's be clear here. This is a person we we're talking about, a 23-year-old kid, man, like awful Awful to hear about. It is a head scratcher. I just love how we got to put these insurance policy statements out. Well, before I just we really <laughs> genuinely I do this like same. fucking dead. I, I do. Hey, sleep. I'm with you, man. I do the same thing. Uh, I saw the guy that uh, they actually interviewed the guy that owned the house, and he said, "Yeah, I'm glad he didn't land on my house." And I'm like, well, you didn't come Dang. through the living room while you're watching TV. I know. Um, but now, nah, man, hey, um, that what a bizarre story. No way the dude jumped. Apparently, he was the co-pilot. Yeah. Well, there's only crazy. two guys on the plane. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So what happened was they tried to land in Fort Bragg. And this is like a military-looking plane. Um, I read all this stuff about how they lease planes from, you know, it's a private private plane that was, like, contracted out. Um, two guys, I don't No one has said literally, like, what they were doing or anything like that. No, I don't know if they were in the military or not. But if you try to land at Fort Bragg, I mean, that's a military base. So apparently, what I read again, like I know about what I'm about, about six sentences about what happened. This whole thing, they landed and landed too hard and broke the landing gear, so that one of the wheels came off. So then they they managed to get the plane back in again, and then they they put in a call to Raleigh, said they needed to do emergency landing. So Raleigh clears a runway, and at some point over Fuquay, I guess they don't know whether the guy fell out, whether he jumped out. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe the dude was inspecting the landing gear and trying to open the thing and, like, see what and, and fix it or something, you know, and then fell out. Because they kept talking. But I'm thinking to myself, too, I'm like, dude, if you got 
you're on this plane, like you're in the military or you have been or whatever, like put a parachute on in case you fall out or something. I'm dude, I wasn't there. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, he either jumped or fell. And the, the shitty part about the whole situation is the dude crash lands the plane on his belly and they said he took him to the hospital with some like minor cuts and scrapes. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, it's a bizarre story, but you know I think there'll be more evidence to come. They'll get the audio box, and what I would like to hear is like, did the main pilot, the pilot, did he call in and say, "Hey, I just lost my co-pilot." I don't know if he would have known till he got down there. I mean, dude, if I'm my plane might crash, I'm probably not paying attention to anything except for how to get that some bitch on the ground. Yeah, but you would know if it was a big plane. It wasn't. A, it wasn't like a little tiny like Cessna. It was. A, it was like a pretty big plane. This is interesting. I have no clue. You know. So I don't know. I mean, I hope that it was nothing nefarious. I'm sure, like you said, you'll get some more information out of it. And maybe, dude, I tell you one thing, man. I've flown a lot. Flown more than most, less than some. I don't know. I still ain't. You know. I don't. I still don't just. You know. Hop, skip, and jump down that fucking tarmac and get on a plane. I just—it's not my favorite thing to do. It always makes me uneasy. Um, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I fly all over the place. I don't really like. It's not like I have a complex about it. <laughs> but if I was on a damn two seater with somebody and some shit went awry, I don't know what would be going through my head. Maybe the dude was like, "Dude, I ain't dying in a plane crash. I'm jumping." I think I would be like. I ain't jumping. I'm dying in a plane crash, you know, because at least I got a shot on this some bitch. As long as like we're in control of it, you know. So who knows? But you know, hope that guy's, uh, you know, family and all. It's just an awful situation. I hope they get answers, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and so dipshits like us just speculating and acting like the guy's like not a human being. So sorry. Uh, cookie time. You want me to bring it in? Go ahead. We got the McDonald's cookie, oh, yeah, fellas. Maybe. I didn't even know they sold cookies. What? Um, did not. Good Lord. And I know how they make them. How do they make them? Uh, they just pull them out of a big-ass sheet. They're pre-made. You put them in the oven. You know how you know that? You could buy McDonald's cookies on a sheet, and you don't even have to put them in there. They're already made. All, all they do is heat them up. Volunteer at Ronald McDonald House, man. I'm chief dishwasher. That's how I know and that. And do you know how much a cookie costs for me? It's probably ain't cheap. Well, at McDonald's, it'd be cheap as the cheapest cookies you can probably buy. 39 cents. Wow. And, and you brought six of them? I did. Uh, I didn't know that you cheap get, you get, you get <laughs> 13, I think, for four. Wow. Um, I'll reiterate, bought six. Um, probably ate the other seven on the way here. I, I would tell you, so, no, I wish. <laughs> um, I'm trying to cut down on it. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Not doing good, uh, but uh, me and uh, Pablo, we did the insomnia. Pablo, Pablo's over there just eating away, dude. We're supposed to be doing Pablo's a review. Hungry as a Pablo, the damn shit, cookies are gone. <laughs> uh, I'm grimace over there. Um, we did the insomnia uh, deluxe chocolate chip, mm-hmm. which was three fifty. Good, gracious. good, good, great and, day uh, in the morning. <laughs> I would tell you, man, I was, I was driving through McDonald's. I was getting a coffee, actually. Nice crisp edge here, man. See, that's the thing, man. They perfect, like McDonald's, it does. I bet you could leave this cookie sitting on your table, and in 200 years, it would look the exact same. Mm. By the way, did you guys like my cookie review? I loved it, man. I, I really like the pillow um, mm. analogy. My pillow. Mm. I'll tell you what, man. All right, fellas. Listeners, SHWW, this is what you do. Okay, you have people over. You go through McDonald's, and you get a lot of cookies, and then you just put them out and say you made them. Yep. Yep. This is a quintessential chocolate chip cookie, dude. This is um, 
I will say this is better than Crumble. Wow. Which that's like about jumping over your wallet there. For the hype that Crumble gets from the public, this is a much better chocolate chip cookie. Mm -hmm. I think it's better than the Subway cookie, too. Oh, much better than Subway. Hands down. Uh huh. It's not like if I was eating this cookie on my honeymoon, it might compare to a honeymoon chocolate chip cookie, but I'm going to jump in real quick and say solid seven out of 10. This is a really big round number there. Yeah. Does it bother anybody else that this is total cop of a pizza review? We, we we do more than one bite. Yeah. Eat till they're gone. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's good enough that I don't want to talk. I just want to eat. That's how you know the cookie is good when we're not talking. Uh, seven and a half, 7.5. Mm, wow. Mm. So, I'll eat one. It's solid, man. I'm... I don't really know what a 10 tastes like. They all taste like 10 to me. But shout out McDonald's. I know you guys got enough money to sponsor this some bitch. So bye, 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 bye. We'd love it if you would sponsor us, you know? Um, seriously, any of you guys listening out here, we need sponsors. Like me and Big Hawk, we need to make some fucking money off this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just be honest, man. We need some chains and, um, you know, we'd probably give a little bit away to charity and. You know, all kinds of shit if we had any money, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't because we don't. Well, we have one sponsor, mm-hmm. Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Great you sponsor. Know, only thing better than a chocolate chip cookie I just ate, motherfucking crab cake. Crab cake is, there. yeah, it's not even comparable, guys. Honestly, I bet if Jimmy's made chocolate chip cookies, as long as they cooked them on like a clean pan, it could get a little iffy if they sort of like use the same shit. But other than that, I bet motherfuckers would be good, dude. They'd probably weigh about. 1.8 1.9 pounds yeah because they don't they don't fucking serve no. you know small serving size dude. they don't play uh-uh they're here he's i mean he's serving nfl linebackers and shit like ray lewis and shit eats there i saw a picture the other day ken griffey jr was in there i saw that too holy it's, shit man i mean it's a, it's a staple in baltimore i mean you guys that's who were like fourth degree connection to fucking ken griffey jr here and and all we need is our listeners to go in the businesses that you frequent and say I need you to support Sleephawk Worldwide because they're up and coming. And, um, you know, here's the thing, seriously. Like, we got football coming, and people really like listening to us talk about football, Carolina football. And then we got basketball coming. And when basketball comes, it's going to be too late to get on a on – a, I'm trying to come up with a, a quick name for us, like the the, the Sleephawk train, but it doesn't have a very good ring to it probably why nobody wants to sponsor us because we can't really think on the fly uh, sometimes we forget altogether to mention our sponsors but you know i mean we get better uh, especially we had a little money man money 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 solves a lot of problems so anyway guys um yeah tell tell you, you want to buy a car before you buy a car it's like hey do you support sleep hog worldwide if they say i don't fucking notice like, oh, i don't know if i want this car um Hunter. you know buy a house you know say hey what do you guys think about putting a uh, roof over old Big Hawk Sleep Dog's head? Say, who are they? Like, I don't know. This is SHWW approved. Um, yeah. You know, we can give you approval. We I can, mean, Pablo yeah. builds houses. He builds mm-hmm. his own fucking studio out there. Yeah. You know? So you got to listen, man. We're, we got our tentacles are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a pretty penny to sponsor this show. But, uh, you know, we've turned down small deals, bigger deals. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyway, um, Next week, we got football coming. We got basketball coming. We got all kinds of shit coming. The only thing that ain't coming is Kevin Durant trade. RIP Bill Russell. Uh, what a great career. What a great guy. Uh, stood for a lot of cool stuff. Sad to see him go. Roger. Anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.